Say hi to Julia. Hi, Julia. Hi, Lily. Say bye to Molly. Bye, sweetheart. It's time to tell Tessa and Lily that we're getting married. How well do you really know Julia? She has no idea how to parent. Tessa, goodbye. <laughs> it's yeah as the promo goes it is incredible it is incredible that movie was made it is incredible that Kevin and I was sort of relevant it is incredible that I spent four dollars and forty cents on that on that dreck um oh hi everyone this is the Warner Confessions uh welcome back uh, I haven't in uh yeah um <laughs> This is uh, episode 23, uh, which I'm going to call The Wrath of Catherine Heigl. Why The Wrath of Catherine Heigl? Because, yeah, she was mad a lot in that movie. Oof, she was mad. Um, you can follow me at Hall24 on Twitter. You can read um, um, uh, my stuff at thefilmwonder.wordpress.com. You can also read my stuff at thefilmwonder.blogger.com. Uh, which is my order content. Um... So, um, yeah, um, uh, before I'll go, before I get further into, um, Unforgettable, um, which, um, and I'll talk about another movie that I saw over the weekend as well, Colossal, which was fantastic, um, I'll get to that as well, um, yeah, so there was no Rancy Wanderer, uh, last week, oh, well, yeah, this, the, the, the last few days, um, I was gonna talk about, um, uh, John Ridley and um, Steve Steffens, the, the the Cleveland shooter who shot uh, all those people um, last Sunday, um, and I, I and uh, I, it was a it, and I, I couldn't I couldn't really find my I didn't have the, I was not in the right mental state to really talk about it, um, and plus I really didn't really find any time to like really find anything to to talk about in this very I'm just you know just just my my schedule's really busy so I never really got the chance to to sit down to figure out a talking segment for it so it, just everything pretty much fell through um 
also like I, I you know usually I try to do Ranty Wonders on Wednesdays um, Wednesday nights Thursday mornings uh, to put an episode out and um, also another problem happened um, I, I was going to the gym Wednesday and um, I just had no energy so I kind of went home and I um, I was going to try to do a show but I just again I had absolutely no content to 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 put out so um there will be one coming up on when on wednesday um but it won't be on um the past topics um um it'll be mostly a podcast on um the movies that i've watched um and even the movies i'm going to talk about here um i'll also put on that on that show as well it'd be it'll be more abbreviated but at the same time but I'll, I'll put them out there like as a as a as um just because yeah, why not um because I've, I've watched quite a bit of movies um i'd say like the last month or so i haven't even and to be honest i haven't really checked um last i had a, i have a last year's list of the movies i watched from january to april so i'll probably compare and contrast to see you know where i'm at um with what i watched like, i think i'm, I'm thinking that um i think i watched 43 movies this year um, um, new, like past and new. Um, um, I probably watched. Uh, I'd say probably a little more movies this year than I did. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll look it up. I'll, I'll figure it out. So, um, but there will be a ranting wonder of this Wednesday. Um, so I'll uh, stay tuned. Um. I can't change the tire, y'all. <sighs> Probably wonder why. Why am I bringing this up? Uh, why, why is why is this black guy bringing this up? Um, I got off, I got on my job. Uh, it was Friday. Um, it's Friday. Um, and um, um, yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm repeating myself. Um. I was getting gas at a, at a local Chevron in my job, and I saw this woman. Um, it was like I, I don't really, I don't really make of the car. I'm not really good at like recognizing you know car makes unless it's my car. Um, and I noticed that she had a uh, a left front tire that was flat. Um, looked like the tire was cut. Um, either cut by you know just running on it or just you know she, she you know some something really sharp cut the tire and then you know just shredded the tire stuff um and part of me was like okay um i want to help this woman out and see what we see if she needed any help or whatever and stuff um and then just son of my head just told me uh let her do it and the reason why i kind of said my my head said like let her do it was because like one your your ass can't change the tire um, and two, um, well, she has under control. Um, I noticed she got frustrated a couple times. I, I noticed that she was getting the tools to, to, um, put the, put, you know, at, to the, that, that manual jack that you get, that, that, that every car is equipped with, where you have to wind it up. You have to like wind up the little, the little, tr- little part of the, of the, uh, thing that, that pulls it up like the, yeah. So she got that, she got that thing. And, and, um. Um, so, um, and I was like, you know what, just go because, um, cause I'm not going to know what I'm doing. 
And the last thing I like to do is to put myself in a situation where both of us are have we're gonna have bad days. Well, she's gonna have a worse day because I'm going to be messing with her process of putting on this tire. So I was like, let me get the hell out of here. <laughs> let me get the hell out of here. Do what I gotta do. You know, I'll go to my jobs, my job, um, take care of that. And then that was kind of really it. And it, 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 it just caught my eyes. Like this woman was changing the tire. And I was like, I ain't doing this because I don't want to embarrass myself. Um, the last thing I like to do is to use my strength and not my wits because changing the tire isn't all just strength it is wits you gotta jack it up you gotta unscrew the uh, the bolts um on on the um you know on on the on the brake hub on the wheel hub you gotta do all that stuff it's a, it is it is a process um depending on you know what other you know kind of you know thing you get, you, you get the tire out of and I just didn't want to do that, man. I was like, this woman got it. She got out of control. Um, and I was like, hmm. Oh, um, ain't enough for me to do here. So let me get the hell up out of here. That's what I did. <laughs> Thought I was like, uh, something I, I throw in here. Um, so, um, so I played at the beginning of the show the uh, second trailer for Unforgettable. Uh, the uh, movie, the, the movie with uh, Catherine Heigl, Rosario Dawson, uh, Whitney Cummings, actually was in the movie too. I'm trying to think who else is in it. Yeah, man. Um, so, um, I guess uh, before I get to Colossal, um, uh, I want to quickly talk about um, Unforgettable. Uh, basically, Unforgettable is basically uh, Rosario Dawson plays this character named Julia. Uh, uh, she is uh, married. Is going to get married to this, to this dude. Uh, I forgot the guy's name. Um, who was with the Captain Hyper character, uh, Tessa? So basically, Tessa doesn't want to get over the fact that her her ex broke up, or her husband broke up with her, and you know this is so cat and mouse game. Um, that's going to play between the two, mostly like vaccine by Hyper's character. And, um, you know, uh, the Rosario Dawson character, you know, was coming from an obesive relationship with another guy, um, uh, who, um, was basically, you know, taking advantage of abusing her, whatnot, and stuff. And, um, Heigl's character is basically sort of, she's basically the taker of manipulating, um, this thing between her and, um, her, uh, her abusive ex, and even the husband, to sort of like you know play this whole, um, the basically put a lot on her basically and stuff. And it, the movie is, um, it looks good, but once you get past the good camera work, um, it's a trash movie, and it's. And honestly, I was expecting it to be like like funny trash, but it's but it's not even that. It's just not a good film to watch. 
it this is a movie that should have been made in 2009 if you like Catherine Heigl was a big was a big deal like she kind of she she pissed on that goodwill like around that time but still Catherine Heigl was a big deal for better or worse and I just want to look at her now I'm like and uh, this sort of plays into uh, you know today's uh, society. Kevin Hyde would be a great about Trump. I'm not the first person to come up with that concept, but she would make a really good about Trump. Slump face, pearly whites, uh, like um, well tailored clothes, like all of that, right? And. I just sort of just stood there and just looked at her and I was just like yeah she just threw away a lot of potential and you kind of see her in this movie like overacting and I think she was overacting because she's trying to matter again and um, I looked at the box office returns from um, from uh, this weekend and um, it's like four I think they made four or five million dollars out of a 12 million dollar budget so for better or worse, this movie stands a chance probably like around, I don't know, seventy million dollars, probably eight nine, if, if if like that at the highest. Yeah, um, it, I don't think it was heavily promoted. Um, they didn't do pre-screening. They didn't do our, like preview showings on Thursday night. So I guess I guess the, you know Warner Brothers knew this movie wasn't going to do very well, and it's reflected. And just the narration and the just the um, the dialogue and just and, it, and the movie is is weirdly bleak, bleak in a way that it's like okay, you, you, we know all of this. Like it, it takes itself so seriously, as if you know, okay, man, we're gonna we're gonna really put this wrinkle. It's like. You might want to make an argument like this is another fatal attraction, you know, just Sans Sans Bowling Rabbits and and Glenn Close and uh, I don't know if you want to you know insert uh, that Armada Santi uh, shell fit, uh, Finn um, um, parody of fatal attraction, uh, fatal instinct. I think it's fatal instinct. Uh, it's like a like a mid like nineties movie that came out, um, which parodied that film, <sighs> like. I wonder if there's going to be a movie for that one. <laughs> Probably not, because, uh, you know, Unforgettable is, uh, dare I say it, forgettable. <laughs> and it's just nothing redeeming about it. Um, I, I, I guess yeah, Rosario Dawson is okay, but I don't care about her. Um, I mean, I have given Rosario Dawson for her, for her tyrant, for her, um, her, you know, complaining about Obama not doing anything. Like, I forgot about that shit, and I never will. Um, Whitty Cummings and explains in that movie, and, you know, she does fine whatever the script gives her. Like, she she does a good job. Um, but, like, as I left the film, I, I was laughing so hard because I'm like, they're really, 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 really trying super hard to make me care about this, this, this arbitrage of a movie um and it's probably the worst movie I've seen this year like Sleepless was probably the worst movie I've seen this year but this is Sleepless can't touch this movie like it, it's bad it's it's bad 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 I 
put a review on Instagram. Like, like I, 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 I was stunned by how bad it was. And it wasn't a fun bad. It was just bad. It was just, it's a kind of bad you don't even want to even experience. Again, Freddy Got Fingered is a terrible movie, but I'll, but I'll watch that crap before, before I watch this shit again. <sighs> Freddy Got Fingered is not redeemable. I mean, I mean, all the shit that happened in that movie, and I'd rather watch that direct than this shit. <sighs> like, to save y'all time and money, uh, they, try to, they try to sell you on a sequel with the mom. Well, I have some high goals, uh, character's mom. Um, so, yeah, they really, they really threw the kitchen sink at this damn movie. Really, Kyle, really, because because Rosario Dawson will be fine. She got Marvel money. She don't need this shit. This is this is this is some chump change she put in her pocket. Call it a day. Don't know how much she made for this movie, but. But she's probably gonna look back and like, yep, um, nope, <laughs> nope. I ain't gotta care about this shit. Nope, 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 nope. Oh, I forgot Cheryl Ladd. It was Cheryl Ladd. Well, it, it, it didn't cross my mind. It was Cheryl freaking Ladd playing the mom. Totally forgot about that. Um. So, um, anyway, um, I'm trying to think what else, um, I can say about it. Um, no, that's it. This is, this is bad. <laughs> I'm tired of repeating myself so bad. Um, from, I guess from bad to superb is, um, I saw this at Gateway, um, on Saturday night, um, like and I, as I was as I was like storming home from work to like um, put in my clothes, um, I was washing my car and cleaning cleaning inside my car it was just dreadful. Um, to see Colossal, uh, starring um, Anne Hathaway and um, Jason Sudeikis, uh, a fantastic movie. Um, and it's and it's simplistic. It's not all. I feel sometimes that independent movies, as good as much as I do enjoy them, they get this knack for being deeper than they are. When all they are is just, just you know, probably pet projects that some of these directors wanted to make all these years. Um, and this is this is amazing. Like I, I, I could not believe. Um, the the time and energy that was spent on the effects, the dialogue, sort of the creative vision um, that uh, Nacho Vigalondo, um, the director, um, put into this. Like, like I'm not gonna say it was nothing. This is nothing I've ever seen before. It probably is, but I'm not. But I I sort of get into wholesome messages of like, man, this is what you should be need to be. It's like, no, be whatever movie you want to be. But I. I'm fascinated, and I want to go back and see it again and see if I miss anything. Um, musical cues, or just you know certain like like references to um, you know the character, the, the the movie, the title, and and a lot. Like yeah, um, I'll start with uh, Hathaway's character. She's um, a, a drunken writer. Um, 
she comes on one day and her and her and her boyfriend breaks up with her because uh, she's a uh, she likes she's a drink she you know she's heavily drinking she's like drinking a lot and stuff and you know so she she moves out and you know she moves into her parents home her old parents home um and she befriends um she meets a person from you know, from um from school a play by just Sadikis and um um so he she ends up working at his bar and stuff and um she knows notices there's news in uh, Seoul South Korea um uh that's stuff going on um and um she notices something is really off about the monster uh one of the things about the monster that's off is um oh it, it it's basically sharing her her gesticulation and body motions um now, i don't want to give i don't want to give too much away but um like I would say sort of like many years ago this movie sort of like depicts you know lightning strikes her and and, and um her friend and um they sort of embody these uh you know these toy action figures and their per their personas basically are taking place on a playground um in america somewhere in america i forget where it, it is um I can look it up real quick. Uh, hold on one second. Oh, it's um. <laughs> I don't. Oh, some middle America town. It, it doesn't really specify the movie. Yeah, it doesn't really specify. But but they're on this playground somewhere. You know, somewhere out in in America, and and you know, the the creature all of a sudden is is in the area, and um. You know, the creatures, you know, um, beating down buildings, um, uh, destroying everything in its path. Um, but she doesn't know until she finds out, okay, okay, how do I make correct this wrong? And she does correct that wrong. And, um, you know, Sadiq has had a lot of wrinkles that I really didn't expect from him because Jason Sadiq is, um, is, was a comedic actor, but he has he has made a fine transition from Saturday Night Live to being a pretty good versatile actor. Like he's he's done a lot he's done a lot of roles I'm I'm pretty impressed with, and this is sort of his high mark. I don't think he's ever played a character, you know, sort of this 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 um, varying and different. And Hathaway. Um, I don't have a lot of problems out the way like I've heard stuff about her and you know some people have you know don't find it to be you know the most um um I guess that cool and stuff but overall um I thought she was really good in this um I mean anything anything I've seen her like she's she is in Hathaway you know being Hathaway and stuff um so it was it was it was really good, um, um, and I, I just want to see it again. Um, just just um, when you do see it, like um, you'll be you'll be kind of, you'll be overwhelmed. You'll be amazed by what they pull off with a fifteen million dollar budget. And it is it's it fairly, it goes to show you that you know you don't need a two hundred fifty million dollar budget to you know to put these things together. You know sometimes it just it it, it requires intuition and and um, you know. 
creative vision. I mean, and um, um, Nacho did it. Like, he, like um, he did it. Barry Creedy, um, the composer for Age of Shield and Ten, and and Ten Cloverfield Lane, um, put together a, a damn good score here. Um, um, he's got a right, right, right amount of range, and um, you know, and um, you know, tension and. Um, you know, certain moments of the cues, like it, it hits and stuff. Um, but it's but it's so it's such a cool movie, and it, it, I I want to see it again. Like I'm I, I'm just I'm sort of trying to figure out you know figure out all the you know things in my head that I watch. It's like oh my god, like wow, what am I watching? This is so cool. Um, and it was a lot of that. Just a lot of cool moments in the movie. Um. Um, you know, the, I, the playground shit like is sort of like funny at first, and it's like, oh damn, like it, everything sort of plays off as like, okay, this is so that playground is is just one part of Seoul, Korea, just one part of it. Um, <laughs> it, crazy, just crazy, just crazy. Okay, um, oh, sorry, um, okay, new Sally, um, let's all get off on that, um, start with Chris Pratt, um, he said a couple, he had some comments about, um, um, not how blue collar is not being, blue collar, you know, movies aren't being represented in Hollywood, and, um, um, like, the article I looked at initially, I didn't really like, so I kind of was looking for, uh, something that didn't seem like it was editorializing, you know, the, the very things he said. So it just took a part of his. It, it's a it's a men's fitness article. I don't have the article on me, so I basically took something from people.com and I thought they they did a better job of giving a further view of what he's been thinking in the industry. So, um, I mean, basically, um, his beef is just he doesn't think there's a lot of movies that sort of like personify with his. You know his vision of you know what um, people like him you know embody. I guess because he's a was he's a, a Washington State native and stuff. And um, apparently, one of the quotes I remember he saying is, um, um, "I think there's room for me to tell mine and probably an audience that will be hungry for them." The voice of the average blue collar American isn't necessarily represented in Hollywood. Um, and that's not all he said to, um, I really feel there's common ground out there as missed because we focus on the things that separate us. You either, you either the red state or the blue state, the left or the right, not everything is politics. And maybe that's something I want to help bridge because I don't feel, I don't feel represented by each side. Now, before I had taken, I was a bit taken aback by, you know, just some of the quotes because, because um, I'm just getting into reading this and stuff. And I, I was like, hmm, I kind of want to see what else he said. And um, just looking at this, I'm sort of like, I kind of see his point. But at the same time, I'm, I'm like, we got to stop with this whole common ground shit. I don't, there's no common ground for humanity. There's no common ground for, for being yourself. Um, and... 
also, there's a ton of blue-collar movies in Hollywood. There have always been blue-collar movies in Hollywood. Mark Wahlberg, for Christ's sake, is Mr. Blue-collar, and he's from he's from in Boston, um, gentrifying food from Wahlbergs. Um, <laughs> like, the, those movies always exist. Like, even Interstellar, which I love, it has is a bit is pretty blue collar. Um, Cooper is a farmer, um, you know, with you know a knack for space and 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 uh, scenery and and you know just wonder like um, um, any movie that has to do with construction is blue collar. Um, that Deepwater Horizon movie is so blue collar. It's so blue collar. So you know blah. Uh, you know those movies exist, and you know I get what Chris Pratt's saying, but whatever, dude. Like, okay, I mean, so what? You want to do? You want to keep doing the same of uh, uh, playing blue collar movie over and over? I mean, apparently he was. I think he was American. Was it? Was it him in American Sniper? Mm. Oh, it was Bradley Cooper, sorry. Bradley Cooper was an American sniper. He was uh, Chris, Chris Kyle. But, whatever he wants to do, I mean, I, I mean, fine. I mean, I mean, if he wants to tell a, a personal story, go ahead and tell it, but, but, you know, dude, like, enough with the whole, enough with the whole pandering of, uh, what are these more of these movies that represent the whole blue colors? Like, like, all movies that represent, you know, whiteness? No. No, no, no. So, I mean, whatever. I mean, I like Chris Pat, but but um, you know, I you know, I disagree with him here, and um, the whole you know, again, just look around, man. The blue collar movies are still being made. <laughs> I mean, what are we talking about here? Just. Just whatever. Anyway, um, Shane Black, um, so the Predator, um, um, it's come out. I think um, twenty eighteen is sometime in August. Um, I think it was supposed to be like sometime in the fall of next year. Um, but but they moved. But I guess they moved it back. I guess I guess Fox is uh, optimistic that it's gonna you know make its day in in, in uh, you know I guess they feel good pretty good about it and um. I mean, I read this from uh, ScreenRant.com um, that he's going to try. He's going to um, rely on practical effects and not CGI for a Predator, which I'm, I'm not a snob about these things. Like, I think do it. Um, that was the best part. Of, that was really one of the best parts about the Predator movies back back in the eighty, back in you know eighty seven and ninety. Um, I mean, number two was obviously a uh, inferior movie to the original, but. That was really the best part about you know the good old days of those films was they had less to rely on, so they basically just used whatever they had, and you know they just they made it work. They made um you know that's why the thing was great. That's why Predator was great. That's why you know all those cheesy action movies in the eighties were great. Um, even the nineties were great. Um, just I mean just good ass movies. Um, that um I think that you know you can watch and. Um, I think I think Shane Black sort of going back to you know the well with this movie I think is good. Um, 
because you know the Alien Perfect Predator music, you know, leave a lot to be desired. Um, even even a sequel, which is uh, whew. if I have if I ever have to see that scene in which um, the the Predator is basically raping this woman, um, because in the in, in the scene is uh, uh this is, it's an Alien Predator hybrid, right? And uh, he finds the host. He finds a host to impregnate uh, all his uh, future alien predator hybrids. Shit. And so he proceeds to put his mouth in her in her mouth and put eggs, freaking eggs, in her stomach. And I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> This is this is so this is too much, and uh, uh, but no, I doubt that will happen in this movie. And Shane Black is a, is a, is better and more visionary than the people who made that movie. So I don't know, man. Um, I just I hope it's good. Um, I, I, you know, it's it, it should be good. I mean, Shane Black has you know has a record for making solid action movies and just good stories, and I expect no different here. Um, nice guys was a great film. Um, you know, more people should have saw it, but you know, sh- you know, Shane Black coat of paint, you know, it's, you know, something that can never be denied because uh, you know, dude, dude's a G. So um, look forward to it, and uh, I'm happy to hear that that he wants to rely on practical effects. Um, I think it's a good thing. Well, Wonder Woman. Oh man, I have, I have. The lowest expectations for this movie. Unfortunately, because I would hope that it could be better than its predecessors financially. And the the biggest problem with the movie isn't so much you know Gal or Patty Jenkins or, and um, you know all the other cast members. Um, well, actually, scratch that. There is a slight problem with that, but they're pushing Justice League and not pushing this movie, which begs the question: um, It's because uh, they think one was bad, which is a dumb excuse. Because and it's a dumb excuse because for this very reason, even if it's bad, you would at least give a damn to promote it, no matter what, no matter the cost. It's it's your it's your baby. Like when Warner Brothers decided to do the DCEU, it was sort of on a whim because I think it was just it was Green Lantern that flopped because they were sort of playing with that universe, and so they basically just start all over again. That's sort of that's sort of the thing with Warner Brothers. They, it, it, I don't know, I don't know what it is. They, they either like starting shit over or just you know just like eh, whatever, we'll just do this again. And so you know they start over with Superman with Man of Steel. Um, Man of Steel made money. It could make more money, but it made money. Um, and BBS made money, but BBS not a good film. Super Boy not a good film. And uh, one woman is sort of meeting this fate in which it's got to be the highest bar, and it kind of does because that movie has some competition between between. Uh, it comes out June second, and then yeah, then before before it, it's uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. And then I'm being watched, and then you got Tom Cruise, and um, I mean Tom Cruise, uh, 54, 55 years old. Like I'm, I'm, I'm down all the time for Tom Cruise. Um, 
these movies are a lot of trouble. Um, I don't know how much it should make or how much it will make, but uh, the fact that I, it's projected to make anything million million dollars is, yeah, it's shocking. It's really shocking, and I I do wonder if possible if um. If um, they're gonna shut everything down, sort of after justice, I'm not. I don't. I'm. I don't feel good about this movie. For just on the on on the studio end, it's not even Gal Gadot because Gal Gadot has really put a lot of work and effort into this, and it's gonna it's gonna really suck when you know after after her final. Um, deal with Warner Brothers uh, because just like it's her last deal. Um, what is she gonna do? Because I'm really taking this shit as like I don't really think they they care. Also, this whole they're scared, you know, and and, and you know we'll just focus on Justice League. Is I'm gonna go ahead and say, man, this sexist dog. It's this is bad, man. He's bad. It's a bad look. And if if they use Wonder Woman as sort of this Marvel, see you, you can't make a successful female movies. Um, I raise you the long side. I raise you the and the long kiss goodbye. I raise you um, nine to five. I raise you working girl. I raise you set it off. I raise you um, practical magic. I I you know I, I'm throwing all of them out there as much as I can remember. I don't know. Scream, um, scream, screams a female protagonist. Uh, Nev Campbell. You know, there are so many examples of of successful um, female-led movies. Um, I mean, are, are there you know you know certain movies that you know, a that have flopped? Yes, every my movie would have male these flop. What pisses me off is Hollywood's frailty. To not understand that Panic Room, another one. Panic Room making a lot of money. Panic Room is still with Jodie Foster in it. The fuck are we talking about here? You have so many examples of successful female films, and Hollywood's like, I don't, I don't remember this. Well, that's the problem in the first fucking place. Either you don't care, or you're just sexist. And I'm on the side. I think y'all sexes, and you don't care. So what if it's bad? Okay, like BDS is bad, and it, it, it made a lot of money. It made, it made, it made a billion dollars. But it made money. I mean, Man of Steel made made six hundred plus million dollars. Should make more money, but it made money. So you mean to tell me that? Okay, well, what if it doesn't make money? It's like, dude, those movies made money. You're you're afraid of one? Not gonna make money. It's like, dude, it's 2017. It's 2017. The fact that studios are scared that a female-led movie won't do well is just—it is—it is pure ass cowardice of the studio. What the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? You have the world in your grasp with your first female-led movie 
and and do a comic book run or you're blowing it. You can blow for Captain Marvel, and you can blow for um um for the movies down the road because that is the next audience. That's the big. De- that's the next big deal is female led superhero movies. That is the next big deal. And Marvel's just like uh, we we know we know the track record. It's like. You, you mean the track record that means you pay attention to? You mean the bad track record? You don't pay attention to the good track record? You can't pay attention to both? It, it's like it's like saying, well, well, we, well, it, it, well you know, people can't do can't do two things at the same time. I just I just named I just named you successful movies, and I'll name the bad ones. Ghostbusters, unfortunately, didn't make didn't make the money should have. Um, I'm trying to think of a couple other ones. Um. Oh, that um, uh, Jane get a, Jane get a gun movie, got a gun movie. That didn't make any money. Um, uh, yeah, Jane, I think mate did okay, but it, it kind of underwhelmed. I guess that's another one. Um, I forgot. Um, successful one, Easy A. Emma Stone made money. Um, uh, I could look it up, but it, but I but I want to keep the show moving. Um. But yeah, it's just—it's stupid, man. It's so stupid. Studios are so dumb. And all I can say is, I think just—you know—men will have to have at least you know just take away from them, and then they'll make the more dumb decisions. You know, you know, in the twenty twenties because they want—they want to retain that power so much. It's just—I mean—the frailty of men, um, white men, and you know, men in particular is. Uh, yeah, a lot of people in Hollywood they really tell themselves just, just so stupid. Um, see, Fox got their new release date dates for uh, their um, new movies: uh, X Men, New Mutants, uh, Deadpool two, and uh, Dark Phoenix get twenty eighteen releases. Uh, this is awesome screen rant. Um, apparently, things are moving along with uh, the New Mutants movie. Um, that's going to be the first movie that comes out next. Year. I think it's April first. I want to say April thirteenth. Sorry. Um, Deadpool is coming out June 1st and Dark Phoenix comes out June 2nd I mean November 2nd 2018 so Dark Phoenix apparently I guess they gotta wait I guess they're waiting for uh, McElroy uh, Fassbender and um, Lawrence to come back um, to resume their respective roles so you know we'll see if that date if the date possibly on that changes um, but uh, New Meeting is going to be helmed by Joss Boone who directed uh, Fate of Our St- Fate of Our St- uh, False in Our Stars, uh, which was a really good movie, um, starred uh, Shailene Woodley, uh, and uh, I think is it Ansel Algort, if I'm saying his name right, um, he's going to be in the uh, Baby Driver movie coming up in June. So, um, but um, yeah, man, 2018, those will come out. Um, yeah, that's about it, really. So you know those who make their you know, meet meet their required dates, um, but you know the the number one is Dark Phoenix. Um, you know we just don't know how they're gonna you know deal with this. Um, I, I hope New Means is good. Um, I like that director. Um, Deadpool two. Expect more of the same. It beat me a little more. And Dark Phoenix. I mean whatever. I mean <laughs> Fox no Fox. Uh. I think it's my last story. Um, um, uh, hold on a second. Um, I guess I'll do one more story, and I'll probably try to see if I can. Um, 
there's anything else that's in my, that's down my mind uh, that I'll talk about. But, um, yeah, the um, Rider Shock's pending. It's coming up uh, shortly. It's um, actually May 1st. Damn, we got two things coming up. We got a government strike down coming up and on, I think, Friday, if we don't find, if we don't find, uh, if uh, Democrats and Republicans come to a deal, mostly Republicans, they'll come up with a deal. Um, and, um, Rider Shock. So, Bedlam is about to be upon us, man. Jesus Christ. Um, so, pretty much, um, this article, again, screen rant, um, uh, mentions uh, it won't affect the uh, MCU Phase 3 because um, Kevin Feige has basic points confirmed that um, the facing movies are done, pretty much. Um, Guardians, Part Volume 2, Spider-Man Homecoming is done. The Avengers Infinity War, I think, is pretty much done filming. Black Panther's done filming. Um, and what, I guess whatever the next Avenger movie is going to be, we'll see. Um, but it, it's looking as though um, those movies will be affected, but you know, down the road, we'll see what happens with those movies. Um, that's going to be the, the, the true kicker as to whether or not those writers will be crammed um, with putting out something just, you know, for for the purpose of releasing. Because, um, they have, there's a writer's strike, there is the, um, um, that voice actor strike, um, you have, uh, 515 strike, there's a lot of strikes going on in the country. Um, and, um, for good reason, because, you know, one, these people deserve it, um, and two, um, it's if you, uh, the breaking away from um, movies for a second. Um, got a lot of CEOs that make a lot of money, right? But you know, forty-five million, fifty million dollars, you know, whatever. But they don't share the pie with their employees, right? They're, I'm, I'm assuming, you know, some of the voice actors and you know, some of the you know writers, or whatever. They, they they make they make okay money, but not enough money because. The, there's so much wealth disparity in this country that you know it's not being spread around evenly. I mean, I didn't make a lot of money in my job. Like, I well, rephrase that. Rephrase that. I make enough money in my job, right? But if we didn't have wage disparity or um, you know, there's a big gap in this country, you know, maybe everyone would get at least a fair, a, a more of the pie than they should be getting. Um, but unfortunately it doesn't work out that way so like um, there's a lot of there's a lot of that going on <laughs> and I don't think it's going to stop um, I mean un- until they come up with a deal like um, you know some of your favorite shows might be in trouble um, writing wise because um, I know 20, 2007 I think the last 100 days and um, you know some shows you know didn't come didn't have you know complete completions and some of the writing was screwed up, and you know, some things didn't make a lot of sense because you know they're pressed. Because you know, you know, when it, when when shit is real, you know, we got you know, yeah yeah mouths to feed, you have bills to pay. Um, you you also realize that okay, you know, this is you know, it's not just you know something you love, but it's it's a job, like, and um. You know who knows what happens. You know with um, future movies. Who knows what happens with, with the MCU? You know, Phase Four. If, you know, 
which we should have a phase four, but you know, what happens to Captain Marvel, what happens to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, you know, and human well, humans is gonna be coming out uh this year, um, but on ABC. Um I think they're also be doing the Inhuman movie, movie. So we'll see what happens with that as well. Um there's a lot there's a lot going on um on that end. Um and um you know, hope for the best. Um hopefully um, everyone gets compensated shortly um, because uh, this is uh, <laughs> this is crazy. This is crazy. <clears throat> this is crazy. <sighs> is there anything else I want to talk about? Um, I uh, guess I'll talk about um, what will be on on, on rants on one on rants and wonder uh, quickly. Um, so the movie, the Battle Royale um, film reviews, um, it, it'll just basically just be a, be a amalgamation of um, uh, some movies I talked about today, tonight. Um, um, Power Rangers, which I saw about three or four weeks ago. Um, what else? Oh, Gifted, I saw that. That was good. Um, and I got to look up my list of like, oh, Ellie, which I just finished. Um, uh, Isabel Hubert, I think that's her name. Um, that was a pretty interesting movie. Um, um, in some cases, you know, really, you know, highly suggestive, I would say. Um, but I enjoyed it for the most part. Uh, what else did I see? Uh, I guess, you know, once I go over, you know, the list after I, I, I um, conclude, um, you know, editing the show, um, I guess you'll find out on that episode um, of what will be on it. So, yeah, I think um, I think I'll call the night. Um, thank you all for listening, um, you guys. Um, you know, hopefully you have a good week. Um, I'm gonna try to have a good week as well. Um, I'm trying to get some sleep. You know, read some comics. Uh, uh, Stefan from Wonder uh, signing off. Uh, peace.